welcome to Save It In Secret, the micro-podcast about my thesis research experiences in Zambia. This podcast starts with three short episodes about three key moments in my research. I will follow generally the same structure, whereby I start with the description of the situation and the context in which the key moment took place. Then I will share with you how it steered my research and how it eventually steered me in my personal development. My research in Zambia focused on the social norms people experience while saving money. Saving money can be done in several ways and I was wondering what it means in Zambia when one spouse is saving money in secret from the other spouse. Understanding these social norms can improve policies and services can be designed according to those norms to make them more efficient. We can speak more about the relevancy of social norms in everyday life and their effects on our behavior and other time. What this research contributes to this field of knowledge is a topic I will explore in the future as well. My research was based in Katete, in the eastern province of Zambia. It is a rural environment and a common language there is Chichewa. I am not proficient in Chichewa, so I needed to find two good interpreters. One to lead the men's discussion groups and one to lead the women's groups. The male interpreter that my internship organization had found was an introverted young man, a student of only 20 years old. Yep, that is how I felt. But let me first paint you a better picture. So this was the context. My second week in Zambia overall and my arrival in Eastern Province. Internship assignments ready and the weight of doing research for the first time on my shoulders. My internship organization was incredibly accommodating and I received a lot of freedom from them. The original plan was that the group interviews in which I wanted to collect the main part of my data were spread out over the whole of January and a bit of February. So on the second day in Eastern Province, I was going over my interview guys together with one employee of the internship organization who traveled with me from Lusaka and the field manager of Eastern Province. This is a guy who lives there and who helps the organization when they want to do some projects in this province. The field manager told me he had organized two interpreters and we were going to meet up that afternoon. While reviewing the guys with the five of us and me explaining the aims of the research, it became clear to me that the young student was not ready to lead the discussion with at least 10 grown men and ask them questions about their personal lives. When I realized that, I decided to completely ignore my original planning, just throw it out of the window and see if I could squeeze those five group interviews and 12 individuals interviews that were planned to be conducted in those one and a half months in the remaining three days of that week. Yes, it seemed very ambitious and it was, um, but I decided this because both employees of the organization seem to understand the research very well and they have done earlier focus group discussions also with men's group in those earlier projects. Both men could easily handle uh, a men's group and the female interviewer Tandiwe, shout out to her, she was amazing and together with me she could conduct the women's groups. So this is how it eventually ended up. So you may wonder, how did this then steer my research? The setting we were in now offered me the opportunity to get all the interviews done by people who were able to conduct good interviews. However, you might have felt this coming. However, this choice for practicality came with some negatives. 
Firstly, the man did not check whether the audio recorder was actually doing its job. And the first male recordings, both the group and the individual ones, all got ruined. Simply because they were not recorded at all. We had had a pilot session in another village and everything went well there technologically. The pilot was only a women's group and all four of us were together. Therefore, I expected them to be able to pull it off, but I should have double-checked if they understood that the light should not be flickering and should be stable. I did not like the interview style and the voice of one of the men, and so it was an agony listening to the other recordings that actually did go well. But don't worry, there were good things as well. All the interviews were done in Chichewa. And yes, that's a good thing. Why? Because if you do research, you have to be accommodating to your participants, because they are the most important ele- element of the interview. Not you, but them. Being able to speak to people in their own language, the language that they are most comfortable in, shows in my eyes that you care for them and that you are grateful for their cooperation. If you don't want to do this, then you cannot do this form of research in an area where you do not master the language yourself. I did not have to worry about the questions being asked correctly, and the internship organization could actually pay the participants a small amount of money as a sign of our gratitude. In a different setup, I might not have been able to do this many interviews and get everything translated in the short amount of time that I had. soothing tones brought you into a self-reflexing mood because now we are going to talk about how this decision steered me myself. First of all I'll have to tell you that my actual interest lies more with language and language research than it does with this social research. Yet I found out that when this young man was not going to be able to be doing the right job for me I knew that it would hurt me a lot if I would only do half a job. So deciding that this young man had to go brought me confident and it brought me a feeling of control and professionalism. Maybe I I care more about it than than I think on the outside. Also, it helped me to redesign my research. Since I could not do the research uh, interviews the first batch myself, and I could only hear what was being said when everything was already done, I found out that there were a lot of problems. There were a lot of um, controversial things happening. And I needed to do more interviews, and I needed to do them myself. That was something that I was convinced of. Luckily, as you'll see in a later episode, I was staying with um, a community center, and there was quite a number of people who were actually proficient in English. So about that more later and with this we have come to the end of the first episode of this micro podcast about my first key moment or decision in my research i hope you enjoyed it and that i have made myself clear you never really know that when you're on this side the next episode is also about an interpreter but then about tondiwe i hope you'll be listening again <laughs>